You're listening to the Mobcast Network. You know the bad thing about summer being almost over? What's the bad thing about summer almost being over? Oh, by the time you, we actually may air this, summer may be over. That's also sad. But what I'm thinking about is that without summer, there's less road trips. That's true. I like road trips. I love road trips. And and, um, and the cool thing about being with Mobcast, we get to take some. Like We're taking one soon to West Virginia, or unless we've aired this afterwards, we've already been. <laughs> Either way. Or we may be traveling one day. If everything, who knows when I'm going to air this. <laughs> but road, road trips are awesome, though. So uh, this week's movie is Damnation Alley, which is this 1977 movie about a road trip. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, you know, George Papard from the A-Team in it and uh, uh, Gene Michael Vincent from Airwolf. So you got A-Team and Airwolf teaming up. And they had a, a baby. Which was Paul Winfield. <laughs> Captain Terrell from Star Trek Two. Granted, granted, Paul Winfield has had an illustrious. He's also uh, uh, Daymok in Ten- uh, oh, yeah. Tanagra. He's that guy. That he's is that, amazing. It's like the best episodes, or one of the best episodes of Star Trek. Uh, Darmok, Darmok, and uh, Jalad at Tanagra. My nerd credit. Look I know. I'm earning it. It's been. I wasn't planning on talking about that, but that's Paul Winfield, the baby of George. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a Jackie Earl Haley as a child. What? Yeah, Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, he had just. It was a few years after Bad News Bears, and he's in this. Oh. So the and if you don't know that, he's you know, Rorschach and Watchmen, and yeah. he's uh he's great. He's he's awesome. He's I think he's in Preacher now, and uh, so he's in this movie too as a boy. <laughs> wow. He's like a teenage feral child they find in this road That's trip. That's crazy. It's a crazy movie. How, how are you, Shot Girl? I am fantastic. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm always good. You though. are good. I'm <laughs> always good. I have alcohol. It's the, good. The vast reserve of liquid uh, liquors that she has keeps her happy. I do. I have quite a bit. <laughs> so what do you have for us today? For today, I have a drink called Diesel Fuel. For which, our road trip. Which you would need for the road trip. You would. You, you would, would need, need this it. for the road trip. And this is um, very, very simple to make. Um, of course, you know, in case of apocalypse, this should be easy <laughs> to find. It I like how you've, worn, you've got as a drink for the apocalypse. You're well, like, yeah, because it's two ingredients. Two ingredients. You, you can know, trade for those. That's right. It's Bacardi 151 and full throttle energy drink. So for the apocalypse, you need to have you know a you, large stock of this. Yeah. Or need to know how to trade for it. That's right. It's a big commodity in fallout. That's it. That's it. It's a it's a two to one ratio. Mix it any way you <laughs> want <is> to. <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> one ounce of uh, 151 and two ounces of full throttle. But if you're me, I do about two ounces of the uh, 151 and a splash of the full throttle. So mix it any way you want. Mix it any way you want. Uh, you can find the recipe also in our show notes. Um, if you like this uh, drink and any other drink, why don't you post a video of you drinking it and watching the movie? That would be great. I would love to I see would love that. that. Of course, you have to be 21 or over to do that. Abs- uh, yeah. <laughs> or in this country. Unless you're in Germany, then you know you don't have to be. <laughs> All right. Go Germany. <laughs> 
Yay, Germany. <laughs> I, I need to travel more. I, I, why don't you take a road trip to Germany? I, I um, went to school in Germany, and I learned very quickly that you don't have to be 21 to drink. Oh, that's <laughs> where the shot girl got her shot girl education. That's it. She went to shot girl university. City. <laughs> in Germany. I wonder what shot girl is in German. <laughs> oh, look at her eyes. Go back. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what gr- shot is. I mean, like, shot. Like a drink shot. Right. I don't know. What's girl? Machen. So it'd be shot machen. Sure. Or machen shot. Oh, I don't know. No, it'd be shot machen. I don't know how they're, you know, some, some language you get there backwards, you're like. You, you know, English is mostly a Germanic language. Yeah. So it's very close. It probably should be shot machen. Yeah. I'm with that. It'd be a great, great band name, by the way. <laughs> <I would. laughs> well, hello, Cleveland. We are shot machen. <laughs> Playing like electrical, like uh, like techno or uh, or old school like craft work. <laughs> oh yeah, I would listen to that all day long. Shot, shot on the shot, shot, <laughs> shot. on the road trip to Germany, where there's no roads connecting us to Germany. But one day, maybe one day in the future, in the future, in we'll the, have like underground tunnels connecting us to all over. Oh look at you, Shark Girl's a dreamer. <laughs> I am, I am. Oh, that's cool. Plus, well, plane tickets are expensive. And word. <laughs> That's why we podcast here in America. <laughs> That's right. But we're we're open to go international, Germany. That's right. Yeah, um, we'll be happy to host any of your shows. Um, <laughs> come, just invite us over. You know, I, I will learn German like a toddler. <laughs> it's probably much, as many words as I pick up. You know, here, there, mama, dad. I was. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be awesome. So it's all right. It'll be great. <laughs> Um, so our movie again is uh, Damnation Alley. It's from 1977. You can listen to the show with it. Um, it's going to be uh, me and the guys from Memory Card Radio and um, the Grill Out. I had to remember. We recorded this one a while back. And so sit back and relax. You can listen to the trailer now. And then afterwards, the show. Uh, once again, the uh, diesel fuel in the is recipe is in our show notes. So enjoy a bunch of diesel fuels. Uh, well, well, not too many. <laughs> a few. Well, if you're at your house, go crazy. <laughs> yeah, drink a case of just, that full just, throttle. Just and don't drink and then Bacardi. take the road trip. No, no, this should not. You should not do this while. You no, know, actually, trip. when you get on the destination, after you get to your destination, that. However, when you're driving on the our road trip, I might be drinking this. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Or illegal. I'm not sure. All right. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Next up is the trailer, and after the trailer is the show. Uh, see you later, shot girl. Woo, bye. Multiple warhead strike confirmed. Retaliatory strike on advisement. Hostile. hostile missiles heading to major U.S. population targets. Launch retaliatory missiles. All enemy targets. You have seen great adventures. Now you're about to live one. Damnation Alley. Everything man remembers is gone. Everything he has achieved is forgotten. Every place he has lived has become a wasteland, desolate, barren. And these five survivors may be the only humans left alive. Together, they will attempt a journey into the unknown. Courage and the instinct to live could carry them safely through the hell that lies ahead. The devastation of man. 
the mutations of nature gone wild. And somehow, they must endure this journey through the nightmare of what we once knew as Earth. Somehow, they must survive this journey through Damnation Alley. Starring Jan Michael Vincent, George Pavard, Dominique Sander, Paul Winfield, Jackie Earl Healy. Produced in the magic of Sound 360. More than a motion picture, an adventure you'll never forget. I think we watched the greatest movie of 1977. Ladies and gentlemen, we watched Damnation Alley. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by people who are quiet. Oh, um, Eric. Eric I like how Eric just forgets that he's podcasting. Eric, every, every week he's just like, la, 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 la. I feel like once in a, you, know, you don't truly know you're being recorded until the moment that someone calls you out on it. <laughs> well, I've called you out on it. Hi, my name's Eric. From? Uh, Memory Card Radio. Memory Card Radio! Um, I'm, I'm also a, a, a member of this show. You are a member of this show. And to my right is El Jefe Loco, your jack of all trades from the Grill Out and Triple Name. <laughs> triple Name what? Just a triple named. <laughs> triple Name Sports Show. That's right. three. <laughs> three Name Sports Show. So, um, we watched Damnation Alley, a movie I remember so much better than it actually was from my childhood. I remember watching this for the first time like on, I don't know, UHF television. And I loved it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why when we get to my favorite scene that no one else liked. And I'm kind of saddened by that. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, it's still my favorite scene. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw this movie when I was a very young child. I think my father had a VHS copy of it. Oh, have, I, have, you, have you seen it? No, I have never seen it. Well, it was funny because in our messages telling him what we were doing next week or this week, I sent everybody a trailer. Nobody watched it. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so, literally, they came in blind, which I thought was great. So, this movie stars uh, George Papard, who we know from, as Hannibal from the 18. He was also in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, Paul Winfield, who uh, was in a, a couple of my favorite movies, including Star Trek II and The Serpent of the Rainbow. But he had a, has had a large and long, varied career until he passed away. Uh, Jan Michael Vincent. Um, stars in this and if you know from him besides alcoholism you'll know him from Airwolf yeah uh, it also has uh, Jackie Earl Haley who was uh, in the Bad News Bears of the uh, prior to this but afterwards he's more famous for being Rorschach in The Watchmen and the most recent Freddy Krueger and he's damn good as Freddy Krueger honestly I like his Freddy um, the one female lead is Dominique Sanda who is from France that's a, that's a fantastic film, France. <laughs> she, uh, she's not really an actress, but she was in the movie. She's in a bunch of French films. She, <laughs> she deserves an award for her performance in this. I'm throwing that out there. 
the screams they was they sounded real. She was a new scream queen. What you're saying? Well, I mean, she yeah. was a lot better than uh, Carrie Fisher in <laughs> Star Wars. Right. Well, this movie is clearly better than Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Came out in 1977. Uh, Fox had uh, it was complete in 76. And Fox had shelved it, hoping it that uh, to find the right time to release it. Star Wars came out, and they were like, "We've got this thing too, so we'll make all the money." Maybe not so much. Well, I mean, if you look at it, this is clearly the better movie. Star Wars is a stupid movie about aliens, and I can't follow it. However, this one is a stupid movie <laughs> that takes place in the desert. How can you go wrong? <laughs> the movie moves right to left or left to right, so it's like. It's pretty linear, right? It just... Well, I mean, both had a, a soundtrack that were equal on, on par with each other. Um, um, both both films had, uh, you know, fantastic lead actors. Although the the actors in this film uh, are fantastic and phenomenal, and uh, especially the actress, uh, she screams, you "Feel it in your heart. You feel the emotion coming. You feel from it. Screen. You feel it." And like like the name says, it's Damnation Alley. Right. Okay. Damn is in the title. That's a curse word. That means this is an adult film for mature audiences. Rated unlike PG. A, <laughs> unlike a stupid kids movie with 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 swords of light or something. Also made PG. All right. So, are you ready for the synopsis? <clears throat> sure. Stolen from Wikipedia. Uh, First Lieutenant Jake Tanner shares ICBM solo duty at an Air Force missile base in the California desert with Major Eugene Sam Denton, played by George Papart, who is requesting not to work with him because they just cannot get along together. On the way, they, they meet another airman, Paul Winfield, who's an aspiring artist. Uh, George Papart's like, can you pay, paint naked pictures of my wife? And they're trying to work that out for her their anniversary. Um, no, it was for the wife. Right. It was naked pictures of him. Oh, I couldn't remember. Something about naked pictures. Um, well then, he was going to to pose nude and and get paint a painting of himself with his wang hanging out. So that's the goal. So like Titanic, paint, paint me, Jack. Paint me like one of your French women. Jack. That was exactly what it was going to be. Except it was going to be a gift. I'm like, here's me naked. Put it on top of the fireplace. So when the neighbors come in, <laughs> it's a good talking piece. I'm, yeah, I'm afraid. Peace, all right. <laughs> The United States detects incoming nuclear missiles from the Soviet Union, because we we hate Russia. Not really, but at the time we did. Uh, I'll do that. Tanner and Denton launch a part of a retaliatory strike. Uh, the U.S. is hit all hard, and but manages to intercept 40% of the Soviet missiles. Two years later, the Earth has been tilted off its axis by nuclear detonation of World War Three. Uh, it's not really much of a war if it just kind of starts and ends after a single attack. But, yeah, you know. You know. It has mutated insect life. The planet is wrecked by massive storms. Uh, and the sky is a perpetual Ori Borealis-like state. Uh, Tanner and um, Keegan have resigned from the uh, Air Force. And they live kind of off base but on base. And um, Tanner's been scouting areas looking for stuff. Um, so this Air Force base is full of people, right? And... We'll, we'll take care of that quickly when um, an airman falls asleep on a bunk, drops a cigarette onto a pile of Playboy magazines, which causes the entire base to catch fire and explode. Okay, hold, hold on. Here's, here's the rule generally with these things. There's a rule? It's, it's okay to smoke cigarettes, and it's okay to masturbate. But if you mix the two, you're asking for trouble. You're going to be in damnation alley. It's like the worst PSA ever. <laughs> I feel like 
I feel it's a risky game to play. And he asked for 20 minutes. That was what he wanted. Yeah, but 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 the guy who asked for 20 minutes wasn't the guy who killed everybody. Oh. What, the, what did that guy want? 20 minutes. For what? <laughs> we never know. He I, I, I could he, swear it was the same guy. That's what he was asking no, for, no, 20 minutes. No, the, the dude that owed him 20 minutes was the Playboy junkie. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm all confused. Yep, it would have made so much sense if a guy wanted to jerk off and he's like, <laughs> give me 20 minutes with your Playboy poster because I got nothing. And I, feel, I could follow that, but if that is the other direction. Yeah, you can't follow it. It's What, what is this? Is the Hitchcockian? I can't. So everyone is dead except Keegan Tanner, uh, Denton, and some dude named uh, Lieutenant Tom Perry, who is a dork in this whole film. He's adorable. he's like he's like I follow orders all the time. And why did you leave the Air Force? Bloody bloody blah. Denton has been considered going to Albany, New York, because he heard a radio transmission, and so he so him and the running officers set out in two Air Force Landmasters, giant twelve-wheeled armored personal carriers. Capable of climbing 60 degree inches and operating in water. They must cross Damnation Alley, considered the p- the path of least resistance between the intense radiation areas, and thus named by Denton. Along the journey, one of the landmasters becomes disabled in a storm, which also kills Perry. He's in it for like 15 minutes. Um, they encounter mutated flesh-stripping cockroaches, which are awesome, but no one else agrees, and the ruins of Salt Lake City, uh, um, which he keeps in alive. Uh, Dan Tanner also picks up two survivors, a woman in Las Vegas, Janice, and a teenage boy, Billy. Um, they fight off a band of crazy gun town mountain men, and they encounter the ruins of a gas station. Uh, as they continue, this is like, this. Is, there's no conflict in this film. As they continue the journey, the Landmaster develops problems with his drive team, and they head to Detroit. So that, that damn stuff apparently happened in Detroit. <laughs> Um, Denton co- uh, comments that it was designed to use spare truck parts, semi-trucks in particular, so they look for a large wrecking yard, which they're looking for parts they need. Uh, a large star- storm comes upon the group, and they take shelter in the vehicle as a tidal wave washes them away. As the storm passes, they drift in a large body of water, and it appears that the Earth has returned to normal axis, and the sky is clear. Using the Landmaster's amphibious, amphibious capacities, they reach land. As they are making ra- repairs, they hear radio broadcasts on the... Mu- of music and attempt to reach survivors. After making contact, Tanner and Billy set out to locate the source of the broadcast, and the final scene, they reach surprisingly intact Albany and are greeted by inhabitants. That is the entire film. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Wait a minute. The, the dam breaking happened in, in Detroit. Detroit. Here's and the, the thing. And, and they, they literally sailed to Albany. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. <laughs> That is not the shocking part. The shocking part is how nice Detroit is by comparison <laughs> to what it is today. Post-apocalypse Detroit is far nicer than, than regular Just like Detroit. RoboCop. And they, they tried to ruin it, and it just makes it That look fun good. documentary, RoboCop? Mm-hmm. I'm looking up a United States map. Because I'm not really familiar with Detroit, but I don't know if there is a... There's Damn. there's a little difference. Yeah, there's a lot of water there. I mean, it's got the Great Lakes. Oh yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm good. Well, you also have to Geography remember. Thing, yeah. You also have to remember this movie is rated PG. So if you are too old to know the information, get out. 
<laughs> I don't think that's what PG means. It means it means it's for children, like that Star Wars movie, <laughs> which was clearly not the only good Star Wars movie an adult should watch is Episode Three because it was PG thirteen. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. I can buy it. I can sort of buy it. Depending on like where they are in Michigan, Albany's over here. So they basically have to cross Lake Erie to get to it. So depending on where part of the hand Detroit is. I hate the ending of this movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's, begin, let's start at the beginning. So, you know, we've got homeboys in the desert with uh, in California. They're Air Force guys and they have... Um, so the beginning of this Missiles. movie kind of felt like a non-funny version of Doctor Strangelove, a little bit. It's a, it's a nuclear war, you know, it's the waiting, should we do it, should we not? Of course, you know, except this is the aftermath, this is what happens. The first five minutes of this movie is just showing IDs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and drawing naked portraits. Of it's like, I need to see your ID so you can walk through this door. And they get through that door, and then they're like, I need to see your ID to walk through this other door. I understand security, but really, did we need to see all those scenes of just showing IDs? But then like immediately it. after, it goes into something beautiful, which is giant scorpions. I, I feel like that base was a hotbed for cons- conspiracy theorists and Jesse Ventura. Oh, explain. Mm-hmm. Jesse Ventura, he, I bet you he was like camped out outside the base like, oh, I'm going to get him now. I'm going to get him now. Like like, like they've been hiding nuclear missiles here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I don't know, man. I, I kind of got the vibe that these were, you know, they, they, it was in retaliation. They, they were attacked and they're like, okay, guess it's time. Mutual destruction. Yeah. Touche, touche. <laughs> I think it's French. Yeah. Well, the French certainly weren't attacked in this movie. You go to France, <laughs> and they're all fine. This movie doesn't affect France whatsoever. The poor Canadians. Eric, Eric was thinking we were attacking Australia. It has to be Australia, because it just has to be. Eric is convinced this is a prequel to every single movie. Of all time? Every okay. Okay. The Aristocrats. Yeah, The also, Aristocrats. Also that, that great documentary. Um no, no, seriously though. Bambi. Like, not not in terms of actual narrative, but like this feels Star like Wars. this this is definitely a prequel to Star Wars. Um, <laughs> that, why do you think it takes place a long time ago? It's because they blew up the rest of the world. But um, it does kind of have a crawl in the middle of it, like and John Williams probably did some song in it. But um we could talk about Jerry Goldsmith versus uh John Williams. So Gold the soundtrack Smith, is pretty good in this. I don't, it is. I like the soundtrack, but it's a, it's a little zany. It's well, him having a lot of fun, saying yeah. once in a while, I just want to throw in weird instruments and see if anyone but, notices. But look at the film. All right, so I mean, this it's is not a, a problem. That's a fun thing. I'm about just it. it's a compliment the, towards the movie. I mean, I, I think John Williams looked not John Williams, but uh, Jay Goldsmith looked at the film and was like, seriously, really? This movie's about an RV going from California to Albany. But that's a space RV. That's what made the soundtrack the RV of the future. That has great gas mileage, by the way. I, I, yeah, it does. I don't think they refuel once to get from. <laughs> Damn, you're right. They try a couple of times and they never find any. Oh, oh well. I don't know. Did they feel up? No, they didn't. Uh, they they yeah. almost did once. They, they, but they, then there was no hose. They, no, they found the hose. Because because that's how the guy got cockroached. Oh yeah. What was the plan with the sewer? In the, in the that hose? was the, the hose is where the um, the fuel tank was underground for the gas station. 
So they're going to pull fuel directly from the fuel tank. But unfortunately, hissing cockroaches killed Paul Winfield. <laughs> it's a shame. It's my favorite scene in the movie. Just him covering cockroaches, screaming, ah, help me, Sam, help me. There was actually a scene I really liked in this movie, which was the casino. Credits? <laughs> the casino scene. The credits were good, too. But um, the casino scene felt like there was a little hint of brilliance. Well, talk about the casino scene. There's not much to say. In terms of uh, cinematography and the way you can hear the sounds of what it would have been when the casino, it's people getting back into old antics. Like, you know, they're spending money and making money when money is completely useless. They're in, a, they're in an environment that completely, I mean, there's a million plot holes. Like, why is it? dirty here but this other room is clean but whatever and this one moment they're just laughing and enjoying the moment of of having fun yeah because they are they had lost a landmaster the other dude who died 15 minutes into the film is dead uh paul winfield's get a broken leg sort of it reminded me of um there's a scene in 28 days later with the grocery store yeah kind of reminded me of that yeah and i i I legitimately like that scene until the woman showed up and yeah, she shows up and screams. And we like women, but... I like women, but that, that wasn't a woman. This one was kind of useless in this movie. I mean, when, when the actress in Forbidden Zone seems like a more heroic character. Ooh, wow. <sighs> yeah, I yeah. went there. You did go there. So, her versus Princess Leia. The Forbidden Zone? Oh, Janice. <laughs> I would rather see the Forbidden Zone. Um, At least Leia know. didn't scream all the time. No, Leia was a badass, right? She had been, she had taken charge. Yeah, this is my land, master bitch. <laughs> she would, if Leia was in this movie, she'd be tougher than any of the other characters, to be honest. Right, because they're all kind of wimpy and whiny, except for Hannibal. Yeah, George Hannibal, large characters. Yeah. Hannibal's got his shit together, and, and this kid, and he's got this weird, this weird accent. Like, um, it reminded me of the guy's accent and stuff from last week. Oh yeah, just a, the crappy. The, he's like, I'm picking a vague southern region, and that's where I'm going to be from. Mm. Uh, the vague south Dixieland <laughs> and so because when he talked he had that horrible accent and a cigar just like Hannibal I guess George Bard liked cigars to be fair I, who doesn't like a nice delicious cigar it's just there's a time and a place to smoke these people with emphysema okay <laughs> <laughs> that got a little morbid <laughs> I wasn't gonna he take asked, it there he asked if he asked a question. I gave him an answer. It was a <laughs> rhetorical question. I feel like this there are no is... rhetorical questions on this show. <laughs> <They're>, well, shit. <laughs> they all will get an answer. Well, they may not be an answer you like, but they will all give you'll, you'll get your damn answer. Okay. In that case, there's a time and a place for a cigar, and that was not the time. If you're going to get on the intercom, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Sometimes it's your dad's penis. Yes. So what you're trying to say is, is that, that he really likes there's 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 a subtlety to the writing and the I'm just directing I'm, and the car represented. Okay. He really analyzed this movie far way farther than I did. I just took it as he likes cigars, but, you know. I didn't do it. Um I don't remember biting the cigar. So what did you like about this movie, Hell Heavy, if anything? <laughs> the Landmaster. I did. Let's I talk about know. the Landmaster itself. It's a badass vehicle. It's a little dorky, but it is so close to being awesome. And yeah. there, and the fact they actually build it makes it awesome. Right, and we can talk about it. So the, the Landmaster is a 12-wheeled vehicle. And by 12-wheeled, it means it has four wheels, but each four-wheel hubs. 
-hmm. I guess. It's a triforce of wheels. Right, they have a triforce of wheels. Yeah, each each wheel that spins. It was was they really built it. it was uh it was built by Jeffrey's Automotive in Universal City, California. So shout out to Jeffrey's Automotive. Um, Yay! Despite, <laughs> despite the appearance of two landmasters in the film, only one was built. They cost it cost three hundred thousand dollars in nineteen seventy six money. It is powered by a three hundred ninety one cubic inch Ford industrial engine. Op features a fully functional custom bit TriStar wheel arrangement. Which can actually help it crawl over border, uh, boulders. It also used an innovative steering mechanism that guided the vehicle not by the front wheels or the back wheels, but by building, oh, excuse me, by bending the middle section with hydraulic rams to affect a turn. So they just kind of bend in the middle, and that's how it turned, like a snake. Yeah. The Landmaster's bodywork was made of three-inch steel plating, which helped its, uh, which. Weighed, caused it to weigh in at over 10 tons. It was so tough, in fact, that it survived a 25-foot jump during testing with no damage. As of today, the original Landmaster is alive and well and is currently in the hands of a private collector who purchased it in 2005. It has been restored to its original condition as seen in the film. Now, if, you, if, one of the, uh, if the owner of the vehicle is listening, we would love to ride it. <laughs> Thank you. Where would you. Where would you go? I don't know. Probably just blow up America and just have at it. <laughs> just straight up, right? Might as well. In all honesty, I would go to Walmart. <laughs> just show up. I'll have just wants to go to Walmart. Hold on, hold on. Are you talking about going to the parking lot at Walmart and just yeah. parking like a regular vehicle and just mm -hmm. like, well, we might as well park farther so you have more room. No one will see it. And then you can just get back in, have your groceries. I would park in the back to try to get an oil change. <laughs> Do y'all have tires for a 1976 Landmaster? I need 12 of them. Pull into the gas station. You need 15 because you need a, you need three spares. Oh, right. Yeah, in case one of them goes out. True. Three. Um, the Landmaster uh, in the film had both front and rear rockets mm -hmm. and rockets on the top. They all got used in various places, but none to blow people up. So I was kind of disappointed. No, there was what? one instance that it wasn't people specific. It was a building with people. Right, in it. right. But I was like, I wanted to like, ah, you know, oh, Willem scream guy. No, but but you got your explosion out of the way right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah, with, right. with with the jerking man, if I'm going to call him. You know, when porn kills everybody. Yeah, porn is dangerous, kids. A little, that is a, I think that's the moral of this movie. Is you know, you know, once the world ends, porn is horrible for you. Porn is horrible, and go ahead and soup up your SUV. Now, if, if we understood it from the Russian's point of view... Hello. If we understood it from the Russian's point of view, I'd like to imagine it's the same scenario. And there was a guy who fell asleep after jerking the same Playboy... But the Russian version. Yeah, at the Russian place, and then he accidentally hits the thing, and so, then it so, goes off and so, kills him. So there's a Siberian version of... Damnation Alley, where they're trying to get to like St. Petersburg <laughs> from Siberia. Sure. <laughs> Why not? And then it all fucking works out at the end. Because that's. St. Petersburg was untouched. That ending kind of killed any love I had. Well, not that's not entirely true. Okay. Like any love, like all love. I take that back. Your I, appreci is I appreciate this movie as a stepping stone to good movies. Oh, okay. But I don't actually like it very much. But 
I, I was with it until the very, very end where it's like, oh, by the way, if you just go over here, it's all fine. You lost it with, at the cockroaches. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. <laughs> that, that, they, it's not that they were cockroaches. They were armor-plated cockroaches that moved in these piles that just seemed Super cockroaches. So... I bought it. I Did you buy it? Or... I, I, I was with it. I was with so it. So you all have his movie. High five. All the, all the way up until the end. And then when we got to the end, it's like, oh, bye. The end is the middle finger. But the cockroaches was a moment where I'm like, okay, I'm done suspending any disbelief I have. Okay, okay. We're done here. Okay, okay, let me back it up. Because this is, the, the cockroaches are not the, the first form of mutated insect in this film. No. They are giant scorpions. And, what and for see? some reason, I'm okay with that. Rad scorpions. Exactly Red. why I'm okay with that. That's why I'm hanging out with video game guys. The the armor plated scorpion, uh, the giant scorpions are actually real normal scorpions that they shot up close with a camera to make them look giant. So it's perspective. And you can tell. You can tell. It's it's not like what Peter Jackson did in The Hobbit. (laughs) No, it's far more realistic because they're real scorpions. Right. Because hobbits are not. It's a better movie. (laughs) Take that, Peter Jackson. (laughs) I haven't seen The Hobbit, so I can't. Oh, Lord of the Rings, then. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to make that good. <laughs> have you seen Lord of the Rings? Uh, I've, I've heard of it. I've <laughs> seen it. I might have I might have browsed in my Netflix and, and checked it. Yes, I've seen Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> this was far just, better than Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is a movie about people trying to get to a place, they get to it, and then nothing happens. This is a movie where people really don't know where the fuck they're going, and then they find it, and it works out. Well, they know where they're going. But not enti- They didn't know that things were going to work out that well. But this, they knew where they were going. Yeah, and then disappointed, and they went somewhere else. This, this movie was about a manly-ass road trip. Right. It, this is like family vacation. Now, I, I kept thinking, and Scotty heard me say this. Holiday Road. I fucking wish I had a time machine. Got the Griswolds in this movie. <laughs> like, I want the old cast fucking as the second movie. Like, cancel. Instead of European vacation, we just go right into post-apocalyptic vacation. I think that would have made this movie amazing. Exactly the same plot, just with the Griswolds. I'd be down. Could you say Chevy Chase just... Just keep drive. the same van from the original... But just Ready put some stuff on top of it. Get your degree online. I, I'd, I'd have Chevy Chase driving the, driving the Landmaster. The per- I feel like that would be hilarious. Oh, he's playing a song. They should be over here. So, picture film. I got your uh, music. Okay. So, uh, after the successful trip of Holy World... With the, with the conclusion of the grandma dying on top of the car, they set, the world ends up in post-apocalyptic, you know, whatever. But the dad's an inventor. He's like, I know how to keep us alive. Makes a vault. And then everyone ends up in the vault, and they're like, Dad, I want out. And so they leave, and they investigate, and they say, we got to check out Wally World and see if it's still intact. And so they're still going to Wally World, except they got to kill people and steal shit. And, and that's it. <laughs> I'd watch that. I won't lie. I would watch that. But Wally World turns out to be Fury Road of Mad Max. It's just like this elaborate, insane thing. With these oh, that'd be great. Christian's uh, National Lampoon's family vacation, Fury Road. Yeah. I mean, this movie is basically super RV. I mean, this is, a, you know, with George Pavar as your grandpa taking you out on a trip to New York that you really don't want to go because who wants to go to Albany? No offense to people in Albany. 
I know people in Albany. I don't know anyone in Albany. I don't know. I know New York listens to us, but I don't know if Albany well, does. Well, they hate it. Don't worry. Well, this is a movie where you are the destination, so you are finally a jewel of something. Yeah. You know, Albany, New York. Well, Chevy homeless. Chase's career if he starred in this movie. Albany, New York, home of salvation. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic movie, and you know one thing I've said about mm. no Terminators. There were no Terminators. There were no Terminators. I'm okay with that. It's just, <laughs> I, as I say, it feels like that wonderful stepping stone. As a piece of history, <laughs> I thought this was an interesting movie. <laughs> but not as a movie. I'm not talking about enjoying it. I'm just saying I'm glad I saw this. I now have this in my head, so when I see other movies, I can be like, I can, I can be like that's what that... But, and you also mentioned, both of you mentioned that there's some influence on some video games, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, video games, movie. I mean, it's the same. It's the post-apocalyptic thing. You're like, this is the best version of The Last of Us. <laughs> well, la- no, I'm saying Last of Us did a scene in this very similarly, but far more subtle and better, which was the, <laughs> um, which was the scene with the Red Max... Um, taking the woman like we've seen a million times but it was the one that entered my head the most um watching it and it was just you know plus that is also in a form post-apocalyptic because society went under and whatnot but you know what in, in in the last of us they didn't just end up and find a place that was fucking fine at the end which i appreciate that's what the last of us part two is where they go to albany <laughs> you know the worst thing is I think they are making two they are so making that, two I saw the announcement well it's not an official announcement it's funnier than that what do you mean it's funnier than this so a guy first of all hold on first of all how are announcements funny because the, what happened was there was a twitch stream with the developer what happened was let me tell you like, it's what, funny what happened was okay okay hold on so you say it's funny me and Al Hefe will judge you on that <laughs> The developer in the stream was talking about graphics, and he was like, well, the first last... Oh, shit. I shouldn't have said that. That's how that guy in got announced. He accidentally just had a slip of the tongue, and everybody on the internet caught him. And then the rest of the show, he was like, uh... i give you a five. Just imagine there's a number five right here on this keyboard. Okay, welcome to Memory Card Radio, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So five out of what? Just a five, like 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 in the Olympics when they hold up the, the scorecards. So a five out of ten. We're yeah. now joined by Roger Eccles, who just walked up behind us. Hello, Roger. Have you ever seen Damnation Alley? No, I haven't. We, you just missed it. Was it good? Yeah, <laughs> it was a movie. It, it's an important film, but it's not good. George Papard's in it, and uh, Jan Michael Vincent, and uh, Jackie Earl Haley. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Paul Winfield. It's got, great. It's got they, scorpions. They fire him like the Strongbow commercial? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. So uh, we, were, we were we had a quick pause with Roger talking. He's a professor here, and he had stuff to say. He had, like, official stuff to talk about. So yeah, we had was talking talk. about how this movie wasn't that good. <laughs> better than Star Wars. It is better than Star Wars. I mean, to be fair, this is an adult movie. This is a real movie. This is going to be the, the this successful you, one. It teaches you real life situations. What happens if you know what the apocalypse happens? What do you if do? If someone tries you to get rape your a suit. woman, you throw a rock at him. That's what I learned. <laughs> if a, if and still, they're lollipops. That kid just wanted more lollipops than anything. That if kid. A, if a giant red scorpion comes at you, just kick it. Just, just kick the shit out of him. Jim McCarthy did. He did kick the red scorpion. The worst bit about that is that he didn't need to. He just did it because he felt like it. He's like, I can get away with this kick because he's a rebel. 
too rebellious. He's he shouldn't be rebel. in the military. They, the military should beat the shit out of you to get that out of you. <laughs> he, he, what kind of military allows this? The Air Force. Apparently. Because <laughs> that's where they were. But he quit. He wasn't in the military when he was a scorpion killer. Kicker. The scorpion king. <laughs> he just kicked the shit out of the rock. Yes. They all seem pretty okay with the fact that everyone they, they knew died. They didn't seem that emotional. No one was attached tragic. to anything. They were like, all right, we're you, going. Even the people that went with them that passed away, they're just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I... Yeah, yeah this movie has happens. no... Yeah, this movie has no remorse to it whatsoever. <laughs> no emotion. I think that's part the of only the emotion. Reason. The only emotion... There is emotion. The only one is that woman screaming. Yeah. Janice screams at all the weird times. And, like, times where she should scream, she doesn't. No. I, I think that's part of the reason I'm kind of distant to the movie. There's, there's no... <laughs> there's no... If, Eric is cold to the film. If the characters don't give a shit, then why should I? <laughs> Eric is like, and him and the film are in therapy. They're in couples therapy. Honestly, after the past two movies, I, I'm happy because my brain's still intact with this one. <laughs> this right. is better than Kroll. This is so <laughs> much better than I Kroll. Mean, I mean, as much as I shit on this, it is better than Kroll. I, I like it better. I like it better than Kroll. I'll, I'll put it that way. But then, like I said, I'm biased. I love the cockroach scene. And I'm squeamish around bugs, but I like the fact it's neat. I mean, for me, as I say, like in the historical sense, I like this one. Like, Kroll, there was nothing that fucking mattered. I walk away from that and I've gained nothing. But I feel like I've gained something. saying why I like it. I think, look, okay, taking into account what they had to work with in 1976 when they made this film. So take that, please take that into account. But the Mm -hmm. idea of a town that has been wiped clean of everybody because they've been killed by super cockroaches. They just hide and wait for their next meal. That's frightening. Yeah, that is and 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 they and and they take the slow zombie, the kind of approach to things because they they run out of coke right. They're very they're methodic, but they they're massive numbers and there's billions of them and they just show up when they need to and you know just devour you and then go away. But the characters don't give a shit. I mean, like, like take a... There's a similar scene. Here's a similar scene. Well, well Paul Winfield did as if they were biting him. <laughs> here's a movie that none of you have heard of called Star Wars. There, there's a scene when they're in the trash compactor that I feel trash like... Trash compactor. I don't remember that one. They're, they're, they're all... Um, <laughs> it, it's a forgettable scene. But they, they all fall in and there's garbage. And it's before the walls collapse. And there's this weird little thing that nobody really makes out what it is. It sticks its head out. It looks gross, whatever. And it drags Luke down for a second. He's gasping for air and he has it wrapped around his neck. It's and called I'm, a Dianoga. <laughs> okay. What it is. Why the fuck would everyone on Earth know that? Don't give me that face palming. Oh, God. What uh, an idiot. Doesn't even know what the Dianoga is called. <laughs> no. They don't even call it by name in the movie. It's a Dianoga. You look that shit up after. That was not in the movie. I think they did not the, tell you the name. It was in the original script. It, I'm sure in the script. I'm, I, I don't recall Darth Vader saying they'll never get past the Dianoga. And that's his voice. Isn't that my name, favorite scene in the movie? <laughs> I will kill everyone and then we'll like, pass the time. Okay. <laughs> I, I want the audience to know this. I do actually know a couple things with fucking Star Wars, but I love making Scotty mad. So every time I'm talking to you about Star Wars, I tend to fuck it up intentionally. Like for, for <laughs> okay, okay, okay. ever. Okay. P3. I, I would just like to say, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know shit. Don't let him lie to you. So I grew up with the, with the original trilogy. 
and I quite enjoy it. Not as much as fucking you do. I don't know the names, but I can tell you fucking most of the characters and the story and what needs to happen and what it was based off of, like the mythologies. And I can only that. I can only know two. No, I I can name the candy bar. The four characters in this movie. In this and movie, Paul Winfield. Oh, um, there was the kid, the woman, uh, the <laughs> other guy, <laughs> the black guy. I named four right there. Oh, have like, can you, do you know any names? Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> what a walking from Star Trek. Um, uh, he's from Harry Potter. Come on. <laughs> now, don't don't give me that. Dumbledore was in this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you had. Hannibal from A-Team. Yeah, and Paul Winfield, who was a very, very tiny B.A. Baracus. Paul Winfield from MASH. Yeah, um, there, there, was, um, there was the Randy Travis wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> the lady who bitched entirely too much. There was the girl she who left me of time. The girl in uh, in the film, reminded Janice, reminded me of Annette O'Toole. Just throwing that out there. I know there's people who listen who know Annette O'Toole. But yeah, Annette, Annette O'Toole, obviously, from, from Scream 3. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. Well, no one no one likes Scream 3, so you're never going to rewatch it to see if I'm wrong. Um, probably most of the kids probably know her as uh, Ma Kent from Smallville. Okay. She was in Supergirl, too, as um, <clears throat> one Lane. Okay. She's married to one of the guys from... Spinal Tap. Zac Efron. No, she's from, from, from Spinal Tap. Yeah, Zac Efron from Spinal Tap. I, I can't remember which one she's married to. I have to look that up. That's going to drive me nuts. So in Star Wars The Old Republic, right, it turns out mm-hmm. you were Darth Revan the whole time. Blew my fucking mind. You know, I, I mentioned this on the one of the podcasts for a while, um, some time back, but I was playing... Nice little Republic kind of for the first time. Yeah. On iPad. Yeah. And when that was revealed to me, mm-hmm. total surprise. And that game has been out for like 20 years. It's a damn good twist, honestly. Right. And But like I was surprised that in the, the 10 or 15 years it had been out that I had not been spoiled. I think I think what it is. Oh, and Endertool's been on a halt and catch fire. If we have this conversation, I am ruining a movie podcast. So it's Memory Card Radio now. Um, I think what it is is the fact that Mass Effect came out like right after in terms of Bioware. And so that kind of overshadowed it. So the twist kind of ended up disappearing because of it. Like, I see the Old Republic is amazing, but it was like quickly cheated over with another series. Michael McKean's movie in Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, Annette Chill has been married to Michael McKeon. And uh, they were nominated for an Academy Award for Best Song for Mighty Wind. But that's who she looks like in this movie. <laughs> She's not in this film. For a second there, I thought it was, but it, she, she was probably a little too young for to be in this to be well, that she age. She knew how to scream um, from Scream 3. So Jen Michael Vincent ended up leaving this and going to Air, uh, Airwolf, a movie about him. Super helicopter. Mm-hmm. So he moved from super RV to super helicopter. Mm-hmm. And George Papard downgraded from super RV to van. As it should be. Is that the natural progression? Super yeah. RV van? Well, you can only go up from here. <laughs> I mean... Okay. It's the post-apocalypse. Do you expect things to improve? What are you, crazy? Oh, wait. We found the improvement. It's right over there. Yeah, Albany's great. 
Did, did anybody else notice that the Super RV did not have headlights? You don't need to see the dark in the future. Well, I mean, Apparently the sky's not. pretty bright. Yeah, the sky keeps pretty good. good. Yeah. You know, a little too good. I haven't seen any windshield wipers either. <laughs> that too, that too. So it wasn't... Yeah, the this, thing's this, made this to thing, float, but you don't need wipers. I'm telling you what, this thing ain't going to pass inspection. <laughs> don't try to get that inspected up here in West by God. It ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Inspector Gadget would have none of that shit. <laughs> Is that what Inspector Gadget does again? Yeah, it was a post-apocalyptic Inspector Gadget movie needs to happen. <laughs> we're, 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 we're Penny. You know, we have Penny had a- has like an eye patch and a gun. And she's like Furiosa from Fury Road. You're just stuck on Mad Max. I know. <laughs> this movie is like a poor man's Mad Max. Before Mad Max came out. Exactly. So it's like a rich man's Damnation Alley. Oh, give it up. <laughs> Which Mad Max is a rich man? Because the original, I'd argue, is just on the same level. I'm just saying that this is a... Um, Mad Max Fury Road is a... Rich I feel like if you're going in chronological order, yes. <laughs> but if you realize the fact that this movie came out because of a time machine that the director had <laughs> and, and looked up movies and games from the future and said, I can do that worse. Yeah, and went did, back and found out that he done shot 12 people was living in a mental institution. Yeah. We've all had our off days. Have we? It, damn it, it's a Monday. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. What's well, a Fox Wednesday. needed a movie. No, name. I'm talking about when this happened. No. He's going like, damn it, it's a, it's a Monday, guys. It's just a Monday. I'd say the best part about the movie is the fact that the DVD has a reversible cover. I love these. It just makes it feel like a better movie just by having that. It's a collector's yeah. item. Also, why did this movie not have subtitles? That's weird. Yeah, that, was that weird. is weird. They have special effects. I, I mean, uh, special are- features and, and commentary. No subtitles. Because they're saying fuck deaf people. That's exactly what this movie's saying. Really hearing impaired, not just deaf people. No, well, yeah. specifically deaf. They, there, there was an entire scene dedicated to that. Were you not paying attention? No, I missed, I, missed, I missed the fuck that deaf people. It was like right before the cockroaches showed up. Where everyone in the cast just <laughs> middle fingered the screen and said this is to deaf people. And they said that while they mouthed it so they could read the lips of but all the, the people. Well, they mouthed the wrong thing. <laughs> they basically did the ending of Evangelion, except instead of congratulations, it was fuck you, death. <laughs> that was the end of the movie. In the middle. No, the end of the movie is where the... the it all works out, and the deaf people are fine. <laughs> Why deaf people? Oh, they were all deaf people. We never stuck around long enough to find out. So this movie's an opposed to the version of Children of a Lesser God? Yes. Sure. Because <laughs> I know you've never seen Children of a Lesser God. I got, I, I, I got a, money on that one. I've seen Children of Men, which sounds very similar. Because of children in the title. Children? God? Men? I, I mean, men or God? You know. Children Children of the Lesser God is where Marlene Maitland uh, won her Oscar. You don't know her? I don't know why I say these facts, because no one in this room knows who these people are. She was from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and Empire Strike Back when Luke is inside the thing because he got hurt and he's he got hit by a car. They just <laughs> Which is not too far from the truth. I know. That was what I was doing there. I know my fucking Star Wars, son. You go to Hoth and you blow up some of those fucking ad ads and ADSTs. ADSTs. <laughs> Yeah, hang out Scout with Darth. Transports. 
They out. just run around. They, know. they can't cheat because they can't focus. <laughs> fucking Emperor Palpatine's like, I'll get you next time, Gadget. And then he'll fucking jump down. <laughs> Give him giant Riddlins. <laughs> Don't you remember that classic scene? I don't want to pay attention. I can't. In Revenge of the Jedi, the third movie in the series, there was a... <laughs> Jedis don't take revenge. That was the original title of the movie. So I'm going... Until someone said, hey, George, Jedis don't take revenge. It's like, oh, shit, I can save a little money if I take off a letter. It's going to save me tons of money in print. I think it's the same amount of letters. No, there's one less letter oh, okay. in return. She's sure. I'm positive. I'm, because I stole this joke from a better person. <laughs> so I know. Welcome to Rebellion, a Star Wars Rebels podcast. I'm your host. Okay, fine. Anyway. We'll bring it to video games. The best Star Wars video game. There, we've mixed it. Is the fighting game. Uh, sure. Revenge of Takai. The Battle George of- Takai. <laughs> What is the what is it called? The I don't fucking remember. I, I love the fighting. Game. It's no one like one. no one likes it except me. <laughs> it's it's a stupid fun game because there's a the the same troopers named Whore. Mm-hmm. Whore, who's uh, <laughs> masters of something like Kai. It's where I get the name from. It, it, like I rented it and my mom saw it and was like, "Oh, you can't beat up Princess Leia. This is offensive. Luke beating the shit out of Leia. What is this?" <laughs> It's offensive. Masters of Terracossi. I was close. It has nothing to do with Damnation Alley, but... The best Star Wars game is Star Wars Chess on the Sega CD. That is confirmed. If you disagree, you are wrong. I disagree. I would go with this one. <laughs> Master of Terracossi. The best Star Wars game is uh, the Jedi Knight 2 DLC expansion pack. Where you play as... What the fuck? It's some character from a... Graphic novel, and I can't think of her name. Mara Jade? It could be Mara Jade. I think Mara Jade. <laughs> yeah, it's Mara Jade. Oh! He knows his Star Wars, ladies and gentlemen. And I know my Damnation Alley. Yeah. Just Let's just talk about Star Wars. Now. So, <laughs> so my favorite part but it, of Star it Wars... was not the greatest movie in 1977. No, but it is the greatest movie that had a sequel. So... What, what won the Oscar for 77? Hmm... Star Wars was nominated. I know, I know it didn't win. win. I don't remember what beat it. I don't um, know my Oscar history. Uh, Annie Hall. Okay, that's fair. Woody Allen, that child molesting bastard. It's a good movie. Child molesting bastard. Still makes good movies. Nope. See, it's, uh, fuck Woody Allen, fuck Roman Polanski. Well, I'm not going to fuck someone who, who fuck fucks Victor. children, because that's Victor. like, you'll get an after effect. Victor Salva. Like if you if you choose to fuck someone who's already fucked a child, then that that's a little gross. I wouldn't that, recommend that. By by default, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I don't want to be. If you Eskimo fuck brother. somebody, that's a weird Eskimo brother. We are going to lose a good <laughs> chunk of our audience because I'm sure there's somebody. Well, there's six people listening to Bros. Boos movies, and maybe three of them fuck. You know, like oh, we don't know. I would say they wouldn't. I'm going to say that we have a. I, I trust audience. them. <laughs> Look, it's not that. It's not that I don't trust them. It's I trust them to maybe in their life, Noah Bill Cosby, you know, with children, or, or, or Victor, Tim Allen. Or Victor Salva, it's or gonna be Tim Pulaski, Allen. or yeah. Woody Allen. Tim Allen's the next one, I'm telling you. He's going to be revealed. Tim, I know this. Yeah, as yeah, a pedophile Tim. or yes. as a sexual abuser? All of it. 
It has to be Tim Allen. Oh, why? Because the meme writes itself. If it's Tim Allen, you're going to see I don't think so Tim plastered all over Facebook. This needs to happen. I go with Martin. Tim Allen, get on it if you haven't. I go with Martin Lawrence because he, 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 he was a, I go with Martin Lawrence because he was um, terrible to teach Campbell on um, Martin. I'm the saying he was horrible to her. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was he was horrible. Horrible. He's well, like a shitty human being. <laughs> well, let's talk about celebrities we hate. So I, I'm, I'm pretty offended. Could you believe what that Bill Cosby was doing? This is all. He up took on that the RV news. and he got in it, RV. and he traveled those 28 women to Albany. <laughs> <laughs> Why to Albany? We don't. We tried know. to feed him to the cockroaches, but they wouldn't even have him. <laughs> they said no. You get it. Here, here's how you remake this movie. You get Bill Cosby, you get Jared from Subway, you get oh. Roman Plansky, and you get... Uh, Woody we got to get a woman for the fourth one because we need that section. Kim Davis. You get Kim <laughs> Davis, and you put them all on the same thing. And, and the she's old, like, gay people survivors. can't get married, and she gets eaten by a cockroach. You know. No, I, I prefer her to get, get the shit and all that out of her by Rad Scorpion. No, she's going to make it because she's the woman in the movie. <laughs> Women don't die in movies. It just can't happen. Otherwise, everyone gets mad. I've seen a- Alien. There's women dying Alien. They can't die in movies. Alien is is very special. Aliens. There's women who die in that. No, I I mean the Aliens franchise in the <laughs> 70s is very special. I, look, I'm not saying all movies women don't die. I'm saying generally in these kind of movies, your main character and your main female are gonna make it. Yeah, but there's you the, never wonder. You never worry. But they add one more female, you're like that one's gonna die because they're always. It's always like more. having a minority. You just know they're on their way out the moment the movie starts, and, and, and you're just waiting and, for and it. Let's talk about that for a second. That's true in this film. Um, there's only one minority guy, and he is killed by cockroaches. At least he wasn't the first to go. Like, that I appreciate. They let him live just a little longer to give you a little false sense of security. Kind of, kind of like, yeah, this and this is, uh, you're kind of messing up our white vibe. <laughs> yeah, and the kid was white, you know, and the, yeah. You can't but have least, diversity. But at least he grows up to be Rorschach or Freddy Krueger. And in the way I kind of imagine Both it, white guys. Yes, yeah, true. Where's my face? Um, I imagine after um, Dr. Manhattan kills Rorschach, he becomes Freddy Krueger. Maybe. That's that's my theory. Okay. So are you saying that Watchmen is a canonical sequel to this? Sure. The, the graphic novel as well is a canonical sequel? No. They're no. the same thing other than the ending. No. <clears throat> One is a movie, one's a book. Yeah, but they have the One same... One has words, the other has pictures. Uh, not if you put on subtitles. <laughs> and they both have pictures. Because it's a graphic novel. <laughs> I don't understand this. Shut up, Dinoga. Do you think this is Dianogus? Dianasi? Degrassi? You're talking about high school and Star Wars? Is there a Star Wars high that exists? A dating sim for yeah, Star I, Wars? I, every time I watch Star Wars, I get high. It's amazing. No, 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 no. Is there a dating sim? It's a like Japanese dating my house. It's like, we're getting off. We're going, baby. Can you get Darth Senpai? Go to Sen- the train in Colorado. Darth Senpai, can you notice me? Will that happen? <laughs> notice me, Senpai. Notice Can you? Uh, here's my vision for a game. Memory card radio starts now. <laughs> I want a dating you to, sim. You tried to start like three times ago. I know. I keep <laughs> changing shows. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. This oh, is this, this is, is a brand new show. 39. This is a brand new show called Weeaboo Mondays. Um, what? <laughs> Weeaboo Mondays starts right now. What is a Weeaboo? Uh, a, a fan of anime... 
who who is portly and unhappy with himself. That is a weeaboo. There's a name for it? Yes. Whoa. That's sad. There's also, they prefer the term otaku. And I know this because I fit all the qualifications. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just gloss over that. I did. And I'm... <laughs> You're not portly. I did it's, it's an emotional response. You don't have to be portly to enjoy... You said, didn't he say portly? I said unhappy you, with yourself. I, said, I think he said portly. They're portly and unhappy, right? There are ways to be portly without physical weight. You can be a lazy slob having Cheetos on your beer belly. And this is my middle finger going in front of Eric. <laughs> and like anime. Anime, if you have a body pillow with uh, Miku Hatsune, that is when you know. I don't. Uh, what is but Miku? If you Hatsune Miku. Miku Hatsune? Miku Hatsune. Miku Hatsune. So Miku Hatsune is oh. not her name. <laughs> Okay, oh. welcome to Weeaboo Explains Anime to Children. Um, so you see... I like Pokemon. Okay, that's an anime. You're getting closer. You're getting on board. Now, did you watch the four kids dub? Are you a filthy fucking casual? <laughs> Are you even a fan? Do you even know? Pika? How many episodes did you watch? Are you a casual and drop when Gary fucking lost? 298, just say it. That's how many episodes you watch? Yeah. Are you that fucker that's like, there's only 150 Pokemon? Even though Mewtwo was in the original game, therefore it was always 151, you piece of shit. No. <laughs> they added in a sale of cards in America. Mew was always in there. Nope. He was hidden. Nope. He was in the code. And I don't care about his psychic powers because he's nothing but, he's no, he's no Pikachu. I'm sorry. He is no Pika. And this Pika, is Pika. Pika, Pika, Pika. Pika, Pika, Pika. Pikachu is the filthiest of casual Pokemon because that was the one introduced in Pokemon Yellow. Because he's yellow and yellow's great. I'm colorblind. I like yellow things. You like yellow because the Nintendo company wanted a mascot and they picked <laughs> Pikachu from the anime cartoon. Because I can see him. Do you remember the Charmander who's just great? Charmander is the greatest Pokemon, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Just Charmander, not like Charizard. You're just like, Charmander. No, it's gotta be Charmander because he wasn't an asshole one, until he fucking mutated. Welcome to Pokemon Radio. <laughs> now let me tell you about the Digimon. Oh no, no. I, the, nope. Good, I don't know either. I would I would have just had to make things up for that. I watched it all the time when I was a kid. Couldn't I tell you what the fuck they are now? I, I, I've never actually watched a Digimon. I think I saw like a review of something. I, oh, that's as far when, as I When know. I first got Netflix, I started rewatching it and then I was like, Damn, I watched this as a kid. Uh, a lot of things don't hold up, including Damnation Alley. <laughs> you know what does hold up? Anime. So let's get back on. This is Anime Podcast. Okay. <laughs> so, we don't have an anime podcast. Now we do. It just started. <laughs> we, we should have it. So this, gone, what is it? The Okra Podcast? This episode is not even about the fucking movie that we watch. This episode is about us making and inventing episodes on the fly <laughs> that we can just split off. What's your favorite bit. anime? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. <laughs> <laughs> Not David Cronenberg's survived. Jeff Goldblum survived. <laughs> That's right. And Jeff Goldblum directed that film. David Cronenberg's uh, Star Trek is pretty good. <laughs> I like how serious you were about about the fly, though. You really got it. The fly is a great movie. Oh, it's it's my favorite horror movie. <sighs> I hey, you just take that information yeah, and enjoy it. But I, that is my favorite I, horror. I, and, I, and it's I like legitimately. It's, I like its sequel too. 
Uh, the sequel's okay. I, I don't have the attachment. I don't think it's bad. I do. I do. I watched I watch that in the theaters in 1989. Okay, so real talk, I really fucking love Cronenberg. So that movie is like so up my ass. Did you see The Fly? The, did you know that they did a f- opera version? I'm not familiar with the opera. Yeah, I'll just YouTube it. I think there's some clips online. Um, there's no anime of The Fly. I'm sorry to let everyone down. I bet there's an anime where some guy turns into something, though. Oh, my favorite oh, yeah. anime is Welcome to the NHK, but it's about being a lonely, sad motherfucker. So, <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> uh, Love that show, though. It's depressing my as hell. favorite anime would probably be Azamanga Dayo. That's a fun one. Because it's adorable and it's like Seinfeld. It's about nothing. It's the cutest, funniest I, thing. And if you know anything about the Mopcast Network, Scotty does like cute things. It's a problem. I swear to God, our logo looks very similar to a girl from Azamangadayo. But we were first. Yeah, we beat them. And we did beat them. Mop's Those fucking mop was invented con in artists. She does kind of like like Peachan. She does kind of look like Peachan. Yeah. Yeah, but not on purpose. We should get uh, Azamangadayo body pillows for the next episode. We all cuddle and watch it. No, because that's creepy. Fine, I'll have the father cat. That's fine. That's also creepy. Yeah, but that one's supposed to be creepy, and it's adorable. Do you like him anyway? Oh, yeah. What you like? Don't judge me on this. I'm, How I'm, dare you? I, I only judge Eric. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a rule of the show. That's, that's one of the rules of the show. My favorite anime of all time, Dragon Ball Z. Okay. okay. Second favorite, Attack on Titan. That's those are both good shows. How, exactly. Why am I going to make fun of you for that? Because a lot of people when they like when I tell them, oh yeah, I like anime. And they're like, oh, oh no, you like popular things. You <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> you bandwagon dick. How dare you like things? Bandwagon other dick is like. the next name of my band. <laughs> I love Cleveland. We're bandwagon dick. <laughs> You're gonna go and like the one on fucking Kickstarter. You don't like any anime because that's the only way you fucking hack. How dare you? I like. Um, I lost Star. Yeah. I like the first season of Robin One Half. Okay. And, and I did not like Inuyasha, which depressed me because I really liked Robin One Half. And it was like, it's by the same person. And it's like, this is retarded. It kept, it, it's one of those that goes too long. Although even then, like One Piece goes too long. Robin One Half goes great. one too long. It just, yeah. it just it becomes ridiculous. Well, I mean, I'm taught, One Piece is like 900 fucking episodes. And yeah. Now and so. and then, um, it's good. I, I, I like Serial Experiments Lane. That is brilliant. So I'm not like a hacker, a poser. That's a fun show. That that is an interesting, fascinating show. It's like Ava, but without the pretentiousness. Even though I fucking love Ava, it has a whole different level of pretentiousness. It's about internet Jesus in the form of of a girl. Yeah, she becomes literally internet Jesus. Sweet. Yeah, to the point where you can see her in the sky and you go, "What the fuck?" She she died for her internet sins. Yeah, she fights the actual god. The, the Christian God wins. So. Right. Because he's Internet that's a Jesus. Show. Because. And you know what Internet Jesus calls us? Damnation. So let's finish talking about this film. Okay, our, so Cowboy our, Bebop. All right, all right, so, all right, so <laughs> exactly. We've heard your version of what you would do if you had a budget. Uh, did we? Yeah, because you talked about oh, we, yeah, we played called, Holiday Road. Yeah, it would be the Griswolds, but that would be with Time Machine. If I made the movie today, because yeah. I can't I can't do that, unfortunately. Chubby Chase is, might as well be dead at this point. Um... <laughs> Cold, bro. <laughs> if I had a chance to have a budget, I would I would call it Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Eric Eric doesn't invent new movies. He just places old movies in there. I would just retitle the same movie and release it. Like I would keep every shot 
And everyone would go, oh, shit, is that the new Mad Max? And then it'd go and be really disappointed <laughs> from the 70s. I just, just want to break hearts. <laughs> it's not a remake necessarily, but I did remake It's a reimagining. I remake the name. To something that is a little more recognizable. He's, so, got, he's got me there. You know, I'll make more money. Uh, El Jefe? I would, if, if I was to remake this, I would probably, I'd give it a better ending. For sure. <laughs> How would you end it then? I'll, I'll ask that question. How would you end it? I would extend it a little more than just, you know, we get to Albany. Yay! You know, I'd set it up for a sequel. <laughs> what would be you horror? I, I don't. I don't, I don't uh, all right, so here's what I would do. Uh, first of all, I would cast Nicolas Cage in the George Papard part. Okay. And Chris Pine in the um, J. Michael Vincent part. I see that. And Craig Robinson as Paul Winfield. <laughs> okay, now we're just getting me. <laughs> I just, and. Um, of course, he isn't going to survive this movie. Craig Robertson can't survive but any movie. I can hear Craig Robertson singing a great song while being eaten by cockroaches. I got cockroaches on me. They're eating my nuts. Well, I mean, I love the man, but every movie he's in, he gets killed he's in some a, form. No, he doesn't. He, Tyler Perry, he died because Tyler Perry made the movie. And then you had the This Is The End, where he actually got killed. And he died. He didn't die in the hot tub time machine. Uh, he did in some ways. He got really pruney in the, in the time machine. And then he that got really pruney. <laughs> and then... If um, you take off the He sleeve. also played the devil in um, uh, Rapture Palooza. Great movie. Rapture Palooza might be something we have to do on the show. It's a, it's a fun one. It's hilarious. I haven't done a Craig Robinson I love Craig Robinson. All right, so... Uh, and then uh, I would add conflict because this movie has none. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it, it has, for conflict, weather, bugs, and mountain men... And a flood, but they don't—they don't really impede anybody. They just slow them down for a second. Well, you say yeah. that, but some of them are dead. Not I mean, I—I I, I don't know if the fear of death is a conflict. The the movie certainly doesn't treat it like it. And, and no one has remorse or cares. It's not like you know, oh look, our friend got killed by a, a, a storm or cockroaches or okay, or or porn. Don't worry, the woman screamed. <laughs> in the wrong place. No worries. She, she let us all know that shit's about to hit the fan. Okay, uh, next last question. Would you recommend it? As a piece of history. If you... If <laughs> like you, like in class, you would teach... You, like, you know, honestly... Film appreciation, you're like... Honestly, this makes more sense for film appreciation than most of the movies that you see in film appreciation. Okay. And the reason is, is because, yeah, we all want to see the good movies, but sometimes you have to see a movie that isn't as good so you can value it. So if you talk... see where it comes from. If you taught a course on... Post-apocalyptic films. This um, would be in That's there. oddly specific, but I mean, absolutely. I took, a, I took a horror class. That's absolutely. Specific. But, I mean, I mean, it's college. You're supposed to have those kind of specific classes. Well, I just say, okay, yes, absolutely, I would show this film. All right. No question. Oh, yeah. El Jefe, would you watch it again? Yeah. Would you recommend it? Yeah. I would I would recommend it. Uh, I would recommend it, too. I have given this as gifts to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father and my stepdad both got copies for Christmas. That's lovely. Because it's a fun movie in a bad way. They love it. They, But, you know, they lived it. They were alive for the post-apocalypse. Yeah, they were some badass dudes. Dude, they got reversible covers. That's not a joke. Dude, 1977, it just shit hit the fan. Well, this is the greatest movie of 1977. Absolutely. Should have won the Oscar. 
Mm. I didn't actually look up. But the then video. that Star Wars took over. I didn't see if this won any awards. Didn't even get Star Wars so bad the sequels didn't even get nominated for Oscars because stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> the user reviews on IMDb. One of them is just wowza. <laughs> I agree with that. He's got an excellent point. It's very well made. The beginning of the film really shakes you up. The careful measure, uh, measure tones coming from the missile-based loudspeaker announces the progress of the war. Uh, be- uh, believe the fact? That doesn't make no sense. I will. I, I do agree. The beginning was a slow, interesting pace yeah. for what the movie becomes. Here's a whole lot of cheesy fun. Killer cockroaches, Gene Michael Vance, Bob Winfield, George Papard, giant scorpions, ultimate SUVs, inbred hillbilly... And dusty old Las Vegas, uh, dusty old Las Vegas with the slots still work. Yeah. Uh, Movie. This got ten out of ten. <laughs> On IMDb. Damn. No, no, no. This review. Wow. You you really let me down. I thought this was a perfect film. Five point two is what it's got on IMDb. That sounds right. Six out of ten. Three out of ten. It's truly unfortunate and even mildly depressing how your personal perception changes over the years. I remember seeing this film on late night television when I was young and instantly loving it for life. I feel like somebody got a tattoo of this movie and watched it (laughs) years later and went, what have I done? I don't know what the tattoo would be, probably the vehicle, but uh, poor bastard, whoever it is. Just a picture of Jan Michael Vincent. (laughs) That's why you gotta get an earthbound tattoo. You'll never regret it. Do you have an earthbound tattoo? I'm planning on it someday, but not yet. <laughs> oh, there's one more. The nuclear holocaust was never this boring. <laughs> it's not true. I now, a movie where the A team and Airwolf meet, that would be something. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at. The Landmaster was a star in my book. And it's for nothing. <laughs> Where was Blaster Master? <laughs> That's in the, the next film. <laughs> That's in the sequel to this? That's in the sequel to this. Okay. Well, I think that's our feelings on Damnation Alley. Um, you go forth and watch it yourself. and uh, Be sure to watch some anime. <laughs> the anime version of Damnation Alley? Yeah, called Anything I'll, Else. I would watch that. I would watch the anime version. I don't know. You know, it sort of exists. It's called Fist of the North Star. And it's kind of close, except it's badass. Oh, the the actual novel is actually more interesting than the movie. I forgot to mention that. The actual novel of this is actually way more interesting sounding than this movie. Yeah. It's about uh, uh, this dude who's... uh, The world is fucked by nuclear war like the the movie, but... um, because of the super hurricane force winds in the sky, you, their air travels up, you can't fly. And so the, this guy who's convicted of murder gets a pardon if he'll take plague, uh, uh, vaccine for plague to, from um, California to Boston through what is known as Damnation Alley. The author of the book hated this movie, by the way. I, I can understand. He was like, because apparently the original script was very faithful and the one they filmed was not. That's what happens when you sell your scripts, uh, your stories, people, and you don't have some type of control. You get pooped on. Don't get pooped on. I don't like poop. Poop. Well, speak for yourself. 
you know. Conquer's bad fur day is proof, but people like that. I don't even know what that is. Welcome to Memory Card Radio. <laughs> the most foul mouth. There, there, it, it, there is a video game with a with an opera singing pile of shit. But okay, the, you said the most offensive. No, it's just Conquer's Bad Fur Day is the most offense most offensive. Uh, foul. You guys are performing abortion in in, uh, in South Park Stick of Truth. Well, be- <laughs> this was before that. I mean, this this was nineteen two. No, it was 2000, um, 2001. Yeah, I'm just saying. Talk about offensive. You have to perform an abortion, and well, at the time. This was an N64 game, I, and for its time, you got to piss on hookers. So I you got to keep they, that in I mind. I bet if they could make it in 2000, that they would make you do an abortion in N64 and this crappy N64 graphics. It's too late. It's already been done South Park. It's been beaten. <laughs> Did you beat it? Yeah. It's a great game, South Park. I haven't played it. Oh, if you, if you like South Park, it is that. <laughs> 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 if you like if you like Damnation Alley, that's that. You can follow me on, at Scotty White and at the Mobcast Network at, at Mobcast. Please let us know your thoughts. You can follow my friends at if you still like me, because I don't know why any of you would bother at this point. Um, I have a Twitter called Monkey DTT um, because and uh, also uh, Memory Card Radio on YouTube and the Mobcast Network. And we're, we're coming yeah. up in the world, and we love, and, and, and I'm sure you all hate me by now, but anime is great, and I'm, we're going to make a spinoff show with these fellows with Bowie and Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be on that show. I'm, that's too late. We're committed. I, I, promised, I promised our viewers we got to have an anime show now, and we're going to watch the worst of the worst. That's not a bad idea, actually. I think that would be a good show idea. I'm going to talk to you about this after. If you want that, please comment, like, and subscribe, or whatever you do in oh, podcast. Oh, please don't want that. Just share it. <laughs> share it. But seriously, if you, want, if you want me to show off the worst anime to these people... Notice me, know. Senpai. Notice me. Because I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I want your support. And you can follow El Jefe at... El Jefe Loco 95. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm doing this. <laughs> Just like Eric Go. <laughs> Uh, that was Damnation Alley go forth and enjoy it this is our contribution to the multiverse go ahead and make yours Um, and we will see you in Albany I guess next time right (laughs) yep see you in Japan because we're going to watch a shit ton of anime that's the next show on the Mobcast Network I'm so sure about that (laughs) I kind of know the CEO I kind of sleep with him what? I sleep with the CEO of Mobcast Network every night (laughs) Well, I guess I'm going to have to get in bed and make some things happen because this is happening. Uh, he's mine. They're not going to have it. This show I is love coming. Him. We're going to call it Weeaboo Wednesday. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I just ended it at Weeaboo Wednesday. The fuck is wrong with you? You ain't right. <laughs> Real talk, I want to do that show. I think it would be fucking fun. I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't come out with an anime podcast. Can, can I actually do one? I think I'd be fun. You can do whatever you want. Well, I want participation. Like, let's do, like, a bad movie thing, except for awful fucking anime that would make us go... I think most anime is awful. Then that is why I need you. <laughs> because I need someone who doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> That's the group to go for.
Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Mopcast Network, on Facebook.com slash Mopcast Network, or just visit us at Mopcast.com. And remember, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Thank you for listening to the Mopcast Network.